good morning, Wright County, and a blessed Sunday morning to you. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. My name is Paul Nickel. I'm pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota. We are on the airwaves this morning to share a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. Jesus died for you so that you might live for him. We begin our radio worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading for today is taken from the Apostle Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. I will read from chapter 4, verse 6, through chapter 5, verse 1. The Apostle writes, God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. For we who live are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So death is at work in us, but life in you. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke, we also believe, and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. For we know that if the tent 
that is, our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Here now is Psalm 130. This is a song of ascents. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Shall we pray? Our God and our Father, we give you thanks that Jesus Christ our Lord has freed us from sin, death, and the power of the devil, not with silver and gold, but with his holy and precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. Help us to live under him in his kingdom and to serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, even as he is risen from the dead and lives and reigns for all eternity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. The Gospel reading for this, the second Sunday after Pentecost, is taken from the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 3, verses 20 through 35. Mark writes, Then Jesus went home, and the crowd gathered again, so that they could not even eat. And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying, He is out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebul, that is, possessed by Satan, and by the prince of demons he casts out the demons. And he called them to him, and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. Truly, truly I say to you, all sins 
will be forgiven the children of man, and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying, He has an unclean spirit. And his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside, seeking you. And he answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking around at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. Now that, certainly, was an unusual scene from the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus had just returned home, perhaps in order to take a brief rest from his strenuous ministry of preaching, teaching, healing, and exorcism. And yet, as soon as Jesus got home, a huge crowd met him, a crowd so big that it prevented him from eating. And his family was there, and his family said, He is out of his mind. And the scribes from Jerusalem were there, and they said he was possessed by the devil. Quite a welcome home, wasn't it? In any case, Jesus responded to the accusations of his family and the scribes as he always responds to everyone and to anything, with firmness, clarity, and truthfulness. From Jesus' response to his family and to the scribes, please note four things. First, Jesus is not Satan. Jesus makes this point clear to the scribes. The scribes said that Jesus was demon-possessed, that he was casting out demons by the prince of demons. And Jesus replied, Absolutely not. Your accusation makes no sense whatsoever. I am not Satan. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Citizens of Wright County, Jesus is not Satan. Now, perhaps you think that this point is so obvious that it needs no emphasis. But I think the point does need emphasis. In our American culture, not many people will directly equate Jesus Christ with Satan. But a great many people do push Jesus and his teachings away, as though Jesus were, in fact, an agent of darkness. Let me give you a few examples. Consider Jesus' teachings 
on gender, sexuality, marriage, and divorce. How often are these teachings rejected, ridiculed, and despised as though they were the teachings of Satan? I would say this happens very often. Or consider Jesus' claim that he is the way and the truth and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except by him. How often is that teaching labeled exclusive and intolerant, and that teaching pushed away as though it were a teaching of darkness? I would say that happens very often. But no matter what the world says about Jesus, please know this. Jesus is not Satan, and Jesus' teachings are not satanic. Jesus is God, and Jesus' teachings are the teachings of God. The Bible says that Jesus is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Everything about Jesus is good. So do not be afraid. Do not push Jesus away. Come to Jesus and believe in him. Second, Jesus is the one who plunders the household of Satan. After Jesus told the scribes that he was not Satan, our Lord continued on to say, No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. These words are a parable. The meaning of the parable is this. Satan is the strong man. He has a house, and the house is called hell. Satan wants to fill his house with goods, with the souls of men and women. But there is a man who is stronger than Satan. That man is Jesus Christ. And by his death on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, and by his resurrection from the dead for our eternal life, Jesus has bound Satan. That means Jesus has rendered Satan impotent. And Jesus has plundered Satan's goods. From Satan, Jesus has taken back the souls of believing men and women everywhere. Indeed, the crucified and risen Lord has kicked in the door of Satan's house, and Jesus has set the captives free. That is the meaning of the parable. But what does the parable mean for you? It means this. Satan may prowl around roaring like a lion, but if you stick with Jesus, the Lord will keep you safe. Jesus has Satan bound. If Satan howls about your sins, claim for yourself Jesus' sin-forgiving blood and laugh in Satan's face. 
If Satan howls about the terrors of death, claim for yourself the life-giving power of Jesus' resurrection and laugh in Satan's face. Stick with Jesus, and Satan shall have no power over you. Third, there is an eternal sin. After Jesus told the scribes that he was not Satan, and after Jesus told the scribes the parable about the binding of the strong man, the scribes nonetheless continued to accuse Jesus of possessing an unclean spirit. Therefore, our Lord spoke these grave and serious words. Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven the children of man, and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. What is this eternal sin, this blasphemy against the Holy Spirit? Well, the eternal sin involves the conscious, willful, persistent, and malicious rejection of the Holy Spirit's testimony regarding the person, work, and saving grace of Jesus Christ. When the Holy Spirit clearly reveals to a person that Jesus is the Savior of the world, and that person nevertheless continues stubbornly and spitefully to reject and to curse Jesus' saving grace, that is the eternal sin. Please allow me to say that again. When the Holy Spirit clearly reveals to a person that Jesus is the Savior of the world, and that person nevertheless continues stubbornly and spitefully to reject and to curse Jesus' saving grace, that is the eternal sin. And about the consequences of the eternal sin, Jesus is blunt. Whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness. Now, a word here to anyone who may feel uneasy in his or her conscience, to anyone who is concerned that he or she may have committed the eternal sin. Let me just say this. If you are sorry for your sins, and if you sincerely desire to receive the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, then rest assured you have not committed the eternal sin. Whatever your sins may be, if you repent and reach out for the grace of Jesus Christ, then you have not committed the eternal sin. The grace of Jesus Christ remains wide open for you. Let your conscience rest in the clear promise of Jesus, as recorded in John chapter 6, 
verse 37. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Fourth and finally, whoever does the will of God becomes a member of God's family. After the discussion about Satan and the strong man and the eternal sin, the crowd told Jesus that his mother and his brothers were looking for him. So Jesus looked around him and he offered one last comment. Who are my mother and my brothers? Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. Citizens of Wright County, to become Jesus' brother or sister or mother is a wonderful gift. To become Jesus' brother or sister or mother is to become a member of God's family. And when you become a member of God's family, you share forever in the love and fellowship of the great household of God. And you gain a share in the family inheritance, which is heaven and eternal life. These are truly wonderful and precious gifts. And how do you take your place in God's family? By doing the will of God. Jesus says, Whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. And what does it mean to do the will of God? It means to believe in Jesus Christ, the crucified and risen Lord, and through faith in him to receive God's salvation. The will of God is not a heavy burden on your life. On the contrary, the will of God is a yoke that is easy and a burden that is light. The will of God is that sinners believe in Jesus Christ. The will of God is that you believe in Jesus Christ. And in doing the will of God, in accepting the extraordinary gift of God's amazing grace, you become a member of God's family forever. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to share with you now Psalm 46 and then a hymn. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, 
Behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. A mighty fortress is our God, a sword and shield victorious. He breaks the cruel oppressor's rod and wins salvation glorious. The old satanic foe has sworn to work us woe with craft and dreadful might. He arms himself to fight. On earth he has no equal. No strength of ours can match his might. We would be lost, rejected. But now a champion comes to fight, whom God himself elected. You ask who this may be? The Lord of hosts is he, Christ Jesus' mighty Lord, God's only Son adored. He holds the field victorious. Though hordes of devils fill the land, all threatening to devour us, we tremble not, unmoved we stand, they cannot overpower us. Let this world's tyrant rage, in battle we'll engage, his might is doomed to fail, God's judgment must prevail, one little word subdues him. God's word forever shall abide. No thanks to foes who fear it. For God himself fights by our side with weapons of the Spirit. Were they to take our house, goods, honor, child, or spouse, though life be wrenched away, they cannot win the day. The kingdom's ours forever. Would you please join me now as we confess our common Christian faith according to the words of the Apostles' Creed? We confess, I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. Our mission is to bring you a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Have you accepted Jesus Christ by faith as your personal Lord and Savior? If you would like to learn more about how to receive Jesus into your heart, please call Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota at 763-878-2092. With the COVID-19 pandemic winding down, the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour is winding down too. It's time to refocus on in-person worship. Our last broadcast will be next Sunday, June 13th. If you do not have a church home, please come visit us at Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota. We worship at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We are conveniently located at 12449 Clementa Avenue Northwest, just north of Lake Mariah State Park. Once again, please join us for worship every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. This has been Pastor Paul Nickel from Faith Lutheran Church. I'm signing off the airwaves for now, but remember this. God's will for your life is that you believe in Jesus.